News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, you ready for another week? Yes. You ready for Fiesta? No. Okay, well, it's here. (laughs) And if you're going to Fiesta, my only advice is for the first couple of days this week is to take an umbrella and a jacket with you. Because we're going to have hit and miss showers. Some of the thunder showers could get pretty hefty like yesterday morning. Right, right. And you want to rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So like tonight, the Cavalier River Parade could be a bit chilly. Could be just a little right. bit for some of you. Right. And it could get a little bit wet here and there, too. So you want to have an umbrella that you can open up over your head, too, and make right. sure you can protect yourself. Uh, as we get closer to the weekend and we got all the battle flowers on Friday, that's going to be good weather. That'll be good for <laughs> On that. Friday? That's good. And then Saturday's going to be good weather for all the stuff that's in. they got the flambeau Saturday night. you got the dog contest on Saturday, too. The dog contest. So all that stuff is, is, is happening this week. But early voting starts today. Right. And Elaine printed out the ballot. And you, <laughs> you can go to our page, ktsa.com, and you know click through and get the ballot. But... The way they wrote Prop A is just makes it all rosy and shiny and beautiful. Really? Yeah, I'm yeah. shocked. It uh, gives you the authority, or gives them the authority to accomplish three goals of paramount importance. These mm. goals are so important. It's pretty important. It's not just kind of importance. It's they're paramount par- importance. Par- damn. Importance. Yeah. <laughs> right. I said damn. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. You know, reducing the city's <laughs> contribution to mass incarceration and mitigating right. racially discriminatory law enforcement. Uh practices that is so prevalent in our community where everywhere where you know the, man, co- the cops in prevalent? san antonio are just out to get black people that's all they're chasing black people everywhere oh, come on that's what this says we're 70 per- isn't like 70 percent hispanic in this uh, town over 70 over, over 70 yeah yeah so you're probably if you're a cop and you do this for a while you're gonna arrest probably somebody who's brown it's probably, probably gonna happen i'm thinking you know <laughs> And third, to save scarce public resources for greater public needs and to reduce unnecessary arrests and save scarce public resources through a comprehensive set of reforms. Mm, blotity, blotity. Right. You can get your dope. You can do your abortion, and nobody's going to bother you. Right. You can steal my stuff up to 750 yeah, bucks. take my stuff, please. You can tag my car, kick sure. my car, and take a baseball bat to my car. Because th- this will make us a world-class city. You got that right. Make us more of an s-hole country, but, that's, <laughs> but we're well on our way in Ron's well, leadership. That's well a class in the world, you know. <laughs> and then here's the one that's going to chase the cops off. Requires the San Antonio City Council to appoint and provide resources to a justice director mm. with no previous experience in law enforcement who will be charged with fulfilling the justice policy by providing a justice impact statement before any city council vote affecting the justice policy right. and meeting quarterly with community stakeholders the justice equity people <laughs> to discuss the development of policies and procedures and practices related to the justice policy in open meetings. And Farrell's going to be great in that position. So yeah. <laughs> so bottom line is, you know, this is all about uh, running the police off, which was their goal from the very beginning, so that crime would be the rule, not the exception. Well, all you have to do is roll around town from one end to the other and look at what you see. Okay, whether it's people on the street, garbage. Uh, crime, homeless, drug abuse, all that stuff. Just look, because it's all around you. It's in my neighborhood, it's in your neighborhood, it's all around the place. Just take a long look and realize that if this thing passes, all of that gets really, really worse, like really, really quickly, basically. Yeah. And you can't turn it around once it's in, in place. No, sir. 
Look no, at New York. Look, the, you think New York's able to turn that stuff around? You think Austin's able to undo that stuff? No. Well, the biggest one is San Francisco. Well, Frisco's, if, if, if you want oh, to see San man. Francisco, with 40% of their commercial real estate is locked up, boarded up, and sitting there empty. 40%. Right. And it's growing every day. In Portland, you know, how many people have I talked to on the 608 with, you know, out of Portland who say they are now at a net exporter of people. People are leaving. They're taking off. Yeah. Yes. I I got a buddy, uh, one of my son's friends was over the weekend. He spent some time in New York City uh, just, I think, last weekend. He said, you can't believe how bad it is. Oh, yeah, I can. He says, you get off the subway or, you know, you get off the bus or plane or, you know, leave, go into the city. He says, you are immediately struck by how bad it smells. Correct. He said they were in a subway station, and I have to be a little graphic here, and they're walking up the stairs, and there's a pile of crap. Well, it's here in town. On the stairs. It's here in town. We have that happening here. The point is, if you want more of that, Mm-hmm. If you want to walk through more crap, if you want more violence, if you want more homeless, if you want more drugs, then by all means, right. vote for Prop A. Well, and I was talking to you off the air, you know, looking at where San Antonio is, but also the entire country. Yeah. Um, the liberals have a strong foothold. Uh, the radical Democrats have, and I put all Democrats in the same boat now, because yeah. if, if you if you disagreed with this, you'd leave the Democrat Party, right? So just the fact you're in the Democrat Party means you agree with all this crap that they're doing across the, the country. Uh, but I, th- they're the majority. You and I are the minority. We're the counterculture. We're the ones who are the oddballs in what we We're believe. We're the new anti-establishment. Yeah, the, the people who believe in freedom and liberty, the right. people who, who actually would like to have an L tattooed on them for, for liberty. Uh, we, we're the we're the small numbers now, baby. It's it, the, the big numbers are people who are the radicals who are destroying this country and this city through proposals such as Prop A in San Antonio. And the problem is the the majority, a lot of those people are frankly stupid. And I, I don't know how they're and and I believe stupidity is a choice. Uh, there's a lot of folks who are choosing to yep. blind themselves to the absolute madness of this agenda. All the way across the board, whether it's immigration, whether it's the, the gender crap, whether it's race stuff, whether it's energy, whether it's geopolitics, it's absurd. Yep. And if you have a mon- modicum of sense, of reason in your mind, you could see how incredibly destructive this is. Well, but we are the minority. Well, for we're, sure. We're, the, we're nuts. We're, we're MAGA. Yeah. We're, we're weirdos. We're domestic threats. Whatever you want to call us. We're inciters yeah. of violence. But let me tell you, you know. something. So were Sam Adams <laughs> and, right. and his cousin John and Thomas Jefferson and all the Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death, all of those guys, they were the minority, too. They were the yes, ragtag band of uh, misfits, miscreants, and out, 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 outcourse. Out, Most you know. people in the colonies didn't mind being uh, no. subjects of the crown. Yeah. They were thought these guys, these weird young guys, most of them were in their 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. were, were revolutionaries and crazy people, yep. and they're going to they're gonna ruin all of our lives. They were not well-liked, even right. in, their, in their time, and had, by their own you know, colleagues. And the king tried to take their weapons away. Yeah. The king tried to take their weapons away. King George could not have ever dreamed of doing what our own government is doing to its people today. Right, right. Today. They, the, the, these Bozos make King George look like an amateur. We, no, seriously, <laughs> they really he, do. He, he he was he was a libertarian, liberty loving uh, Republican compared to what our <laughs> compared to what our right. government is. You're you know, right. You're right. Today. 
So there's going to be a pastor's press conference at 1.30 today at City Hall to talk Ooh. about uh, early voting, which starts today. And just so everybody knows, you can go to whatever polling place you want to, and it runs through Thursday. And then they're going to take Friday off for Battle, Battle of Flowers. <laughs> right. Because we take everything off for Battle of Flowers. <laughs> we're the only city in America that takes time off for, <laughs> for a parade, parade. man, because right. we're badass. That's right. So, yeah, no schools, no nothing That's on great. Friday, man. I love it. And then, uh, and then Monday and Tuesday, early voting comes back. Right. And then the election is May 6th, the following Saturday. So... Uh, they're going to have the press conference today uh, at City Council, and uh, that's at one thirty. A pastor's press conference. If you're a pastor and you want to go down there, uh, go down there and check them out. Uh, you can be a part of that. But it's time to oppose it. The moment is here. The, the, the time for talk is over. It's time to get out and act. Yeah. and get to the polls. Well, and and you got to fight the urge. You got to fight the idea because this can undo an election too. You got to fight the idea that uh, it's either pointless because they're going to cheat. Uh, it, your voice doesn't matter, or the system's rigged. you got to push all that stuff out of your head. Right. Don't let that creep in. you got to participate. you still got to get out there and do it, okay, uh, and make it happen, because uh, uh, your voice counts more than you realize. Oh, absolutely. Especially now. And we say, you know, this is the most important election. Yeah, we say that with every election cycle because you know what? To a certain extent, it is. But well, this one really, 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 really well. Is. When you <laughs> prop eight, when you consider you know the the uh, people on the ballot, um, you know that, that there's it's tough to to chase off incumbents in this city. It really yeah. is hard to chase yeah, off incumbents. Is. I wish we would, sure, but uh, they don't. Uh, but when you talk about prop A, I, I don't care if you call it Seminole or Watershed or whatever. It is the moment for San Antonio because we go over the tipping point with this one, where crime doesn't become where crime is moved into the norm and not the exception. Now, municipal government is supposed to keep crime the exception. Yeah. very few criminal right. acts. With this, however, crime becomes the norm. So you got protectsa.net, you've got sasafe.org where you can get more details there. Right. Certainly the website here with information on there. But one more group that that I'd like to call out again that has just absolutely dropped the ball on this one in every single way. Right. They have not stood up in opposition to Prop A. They should have from the very beginning. I've called them out a number of times on the show, and I'm going to do it one more time, and that's the San Antonio Board of Realtors. If you are a realtor in this city, you will lose money if Prop A passes. You will. It's going to cost you a lot if Prop A passes. In San Francisco, commercial real estate, 40% of it is boarded up and sitting there empty in San Francisco. (laughs) Right, right, right. Because businesses, even up to the size of a Walmart who has all kinds of reserves, Walmart is closing 20 stores this year in America because of policies like this. They can't afford to do business in these well, cities. Well, and it's, it is mystifying because the realtors of this town are normally fairly vocal. They do a lot of community stuff, a lot of charity stuff. You know, they're out there in the community. And so it is odd that you're, you haven't had some kind of distinct voice on this subject because they stand to lose a great deal, man. If, I, uh, if nobody wants to buy property in, in, the, <laughs> in the city because the city sucks. Right. Right. That affects your lifestyle. Well, or if you got a bunch of commercial real estate sitting empty because That's businesses right. had to leave because business couldn't do business in San Antonio. You ain't making money off it. <laughs> it's going to sit there empty right. until you know it burns down because vagrants move in and smoke crack in there. We've seen it happen all across the country. Well, it's kind of like AI and and that after the very bad thing happens, it'll be too late to really do anything about oh, it. It's kind of the same thing. Right. Right. Once this stuff kicks in and becomes normalized. Right. 
Uh, how are you going to turn that around? Well, with the San Antonio Board of Realtors, and I, and I don't know because we've invited their CEO to be on, and sh- she won't come on. They have told us, they told Elaine, we will not take a position on Prop A. So what I'm told is she's a leftist who who supports Prop A and doesn't want to take this position with the board and with the other realtors in San Antonio because she doesn't want it known, apparently. I don't know. This is what I'm told, that she's a leftist who supports Prop A, that she supports it. Well, you know what? If you do, then come out and say it. Then come out and say it. Come on the radio and say it. Be somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they won't. They're you know they can play in both ends towards the middle, but you're the one who stands to lose the most. That's so, exactly right. Okay, that's right. <laughs> you know. So All anyway, right, whatever. Uh, if if you're a realtor in San Antonio, the board of realtors is letting you down by not being involved in this. Quick break. More wearing Rima coming up. Bridgehead IT is your IT services company here to take care of your IT needs for your business with custom strategies for your company, regardless of what your company does and regardless of size of your company. If you got a middle size, a mid sized company, or a large company in san antonio or anywhere you can hear ktsa bridgehead is your company to protect your company protect your employees and help you make more money and to do well that's what bridgehead it will do for you you can log on to their website at bridgeheadit.com see all their services whether it's cybersecurity or strategies to help improve the bottom line at your company bridgehead it is here for you that's bridgeheadit.com Mostly cloudy today with showers possible, high about 68. Thunderstorms possible tomorrow and about 76. Right now it's 53 at KTSA. Good morning, your commute. 550 KTSA, we are Ware and Rima. Well, let's keep it local just for a couple of more minutes, all right? Because something really amazing happened this week. One of my favorite things of the year happened this weekend. And they want this to be a fiesta event, and I'm going to push for it. This is my cause, Trey. Okay. Okay, the Dachshund Festival in Helotus was this weekend, the Wiener Dog Festival. Been doing that a long time. And even though we were kind of still a little buggery, we got up and we went some of the, watched the Wiener Dog races. Mm -hmm. Because, man, nothing says fun like watching a Wiener Dog run at full gallop. (laughs) You just, you can't look at that. It's just so much fun. Wiener Dog's as far as the eye can see. But, you know, I was thinking about current, the the current times in which we're in. Uh Uh-huh. Because people like people prepare, they train all year round to race these wiener dogs. Mm-hmm. It's serious business, okay, for these people. I have a dog named Bruce. Mm-hmm. Is he a wiener dog? No, not a dachshund. Bruce is like a collie, German Shepherd, Labrador, something. He's a mid to large sized dog. He's very very fast. So what if Bruce began to identify as a wiener dog? Sure. And I got, we made a cheap little wiener dog costume for him. Right. And I enter him in the wiener dog races next year okay. in Holotus. Trey, if they deny me entrance, mm-hmm. I can say that they're discriminating. Because, you know what? You know, trans wiener dogs are real wiener dogs. My, uh, that's the only kind of dog my mom would have, is a dachshund. And they, she, throughout all of our life, now we had other kinds of dogs, right? right? But her dog, she always had a dachshund. One was Sammy. Oh, I grew up with them. Yeah, they're yeah, great, they're great dogs. Them. My parents always had wiener dogs. Loved them, loved them, loved them, loved them. So, you I just skated right by my idea, trying well, to enter my... German Shepherd Collie Labrador mix no. as a trans wiener dog. That's really funny because I, I asked <laughs> Elaine when she got here this morning, I asked her, I said, what would happen if I came in tomorrow in blackface? In blackface? Mm-hmm. Oh, you'd be fired. Yeah, but <laughs> but but I think I'm black. Well, I no, I agree with you. So if, you, I, if you identify as yes, a black dude, you I should I be able to live as a black that's dude. That's right. If, if, that's what it's all about. Exactly. I should be able to 
paint my face black. <laughs> right. Right? Right. And I already wear cool clothes, but get even cooler <laughs> clothes. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm serious. And then come in to work with my black face on. Right. <laughs> looking like looking like Rudy. He's the coolest guy oh I know. Oh, my God. He's the coolest guy I know. Because Trey identifies as a black dude. And, and who could deny me that and who could get mad at that? When when we're saying in our culture, right, just by putting on a dress, a guy's a girl. Well, wearing a black face, well, make why me, not? Yeah, that's why, that's all I got to do. Look, you're a black dude trapped inside a white dude's body. That's exactly right. If 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 a guy can put on mascara and wear a ponytail and sell beer for Bud, <laughs> right? I'm thinking all things are possible. I'm thinking painting the face. I think we both should identify as. I think you ought to be a black out. dude, right? Yeah, go try out, man. I'm, t- I'm, I'm serious. I'm going to be a lesbian black chick. So that's the thing. Yeah. Uh, if if that's a problem, uh, why? I, I, I asked the Democrats, the liberal Democrats, why is it a problem for a white guy to wear blackface? He's only identifying because, as a black person. Because we're guilty and hateful, Trey. Exactly. You know what it is. We're guilty and hateful. Sure. And when we put on blackface and when we identify as black, we're being hateful because <sighs> we hate black people. And the real answer is because they're hypocritical on the Democrat well, side. Yeah, there's that, too. Only certain people can can uh, sure. can identify as certain objects. I, I was telling you, I'm reading this book, uh, The Dying Citizen. What's the dude's name here? I just Victor Davis Hanson. Victor David Hanson. You see him and on Fox, he's Fox all the time. On, on all the t- Tucker has him on a lot. Right. Levin has him on a lot. So does Laura. They all so does Laura, because yeah. he's, he's so stinking smart. He's out right. there in California. He's a professor. And uh, he, he, he talks about constitutional republics and democracies right. over history, and there's very few of them, and they don't tend to last more than over 100 years. And, Two, and 240. The, 240. And one of the things mm-hmm. he says is that y- you start to move away from the balance of equality. Because equality is kind of a balancing idea. It's no citizen is any better than any other citizen right. is what that idea is. And right. no citizen should be treated any other different any differently than any other citizen. But they take it into the next extreme, which is basically, he says, a liberal progressive idea that no, because some people have suffered so badly, you have to uh, guarantee certain outcomes. That's called equity. And set equity. That's mm-hmm. that's when they swapped out the word equity. equality for equity a few right. years back. Right. And he says, once you get into that place, then things go tribal, and you lose the cohesiveness of a citizen's idea of, of equality. Well, that's where we are. That's where we. It's that's exactly, exactly where, where we are, are today. Right. I'll give you a, an example. We've got a break, but I'll give you an example. Uh, beginning next week on May first, if you're a homeowner with good credit, you have to pay more per month. To pay for people sure. with terrible credit so they can get a loan and buy a house they can't afford. Of course. Now, they screwed up their credit, right? right? They did it. Not you. They screwed up their own credit. But see, we can't have that no. in our society. We have to have equity so that they can go out and buy the same house that George Strait has out there in whatever that place is out in the middle of nowhere. Right, right. So, yeah, they gotta be, it's got to be equity. So now those of us who mm. busted our asses all of our lives and took care of our credit scores and paid our bills now we have to pay more per month 
to take care of the people. And and this was not done through law. Congress had no say-so. Joe Biden just came up with the rule, and it goes into effect next week. So those of you who have great credit scores and you have a mortgage, mm. now you have to pay more on your monthly mortgage to cover those who screwed up their credit scores. Happy Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about our friends. That's right. Let me tell you about our friends over at BG Products. Good people at BG making an outstanding product to protect your vehicle. Yeah, we do a lot of stop-and-go driving in San Antonio with all the construction around here, too. San Antonio can be a mess trying to get around town. And the number one thing you should be doing is to protect your vehicle. Whether you drive a big car or a big truck or whatever, the BG product is fantastic for that. I've been using it for more than three decades in our vehicles, and it all started when I was racing. used it all the time, and a race car has got great performance, great protection for our engines and all the other components as well. So next time you have your oil changed, just ask the guy who's changing the oil, please do the BG service. BGfindashop.com. Would you put your family at risk if given a clear choice? Sound like Joe Biden and a whisper. Come here, champ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, corn pie. Anyway, 7.37 at KTSA. Let me ask you a question. Go, go back to, because somebody just texted and said, great job on talking about how the uh, how our founding fathers were miscreants, outcasts, and uh, the, the minority view. Do you think that the Constitution, I know your answer to this, so it's a rhetorical question. Do you think right. the Constitution protects weirdos, wackos, and uh, those that we would disagree with? Yes, uh, as long as they're within the letter of the law. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, a couple of stories here, and then uh, I'm going to play cut one, Jimmy, so you can prepare for it. But a couple of stories, real quick, where I don't know these people, so they could be weirdos and wackos, right? Okay. But that doesn't mean they can't have the First Amendment. Sure. So, uh, one of them's in Oklahoma. You got a preacher up in Oklahoma who went to a couple of these drag uh, kitty. Porn shows, yes. the, the kitty porn with drag yeah. queens, right? And preached, and uh, then posted a couple of things online about it. And some people are saying he's radical. I don't know. Preaching in the street uh, about an event doesn't seem all that. Ra- or preaching the gospel outside of an event sounds like exactly what Paul did when he went to the Acropolis, sure. right? Yeah, and said your 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 Diana is a nut job. But anyway. well, nobody ever saw it threatening in the modern era. You know, some yeah. preacher on a corner, you know, just keep walking. And, and, and they didn't have the First Amendment to the Constitution no. in Paul's day in Syria, well, did they? In, that, in those days, too, they'd also slam me in jail or Kill nail you. you to something. Or. Which, <laughs> which happened to him, yeah. right? But here in this country, we have a thing called the First Amendment. We have the Bill of Rights, the, the First Amendment to the Constitution, and you're supposed to be able to speak freely. Mm. But this guy, uh, he had a uh, they, the the people who were involved in that community up there, the community of justice or something, for the trans cult or whatever. Uh, they got a restraining order from a leftist judge, and so he's been told if you street preach again near these uh, sites, this is in Oklahoma, mm. you're going to jail. You're going to jail. In Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Then in Arkansas, you got a dad who was arrested for piercing his son's ear because they have body art that's banned for children under 16, right? <laughs> and his son had been saying, I want a, I want a piercing. So dad said, come here. And he took, <laughs> took the thing and shoved it through his ear. Said, now you're, <laughs> you're pierced, baby. You're pierced. <laughs> Gave him the full effect, did he? <laughs> but he was under 16, and he right. went to school, and he started to talk about, hey, check out my piercing. My dad did it. <laughs> the next thing you know, and you can see it online if you want to, the next thing you know, five cops show up. Five. Wow. In full ba- battle armor in Arkansas, show up at the house. The dad opens the door. They burst the door open and tackle him in the doorway. Excellent, excellent. And then they cuff him 
and haul him off. It's all there on video. Watch the video for you to see. That's just really disturbing in a what is formerly at this point a constitutional republic. Well, it's it's going tribal. It, 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 you know, people are are the you know the 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 forces of evil, if you will, will are circling the wagons around their own. So if you're not a member of that tribe of the leftist cult, you're going down. It, it's two sets of justice. I mean, because if that same kid had said, hey, Dad, I think I'm a chick. You know, I want my, want my penis surgically removed. Oh, great. And the guy had said, yeah, sure, son, I'll go find you a surgeon. They, they'd be applauding him. Or if he'd be he, winning social awards. If Dad would have said no, the school would have taken him and have it done. School would have. <laughs> they jumped in place. They jumped in line, man. The, the, that's our job. Well, so that's right. If the dad would have said no, well, then the school would have said, come with us and we'll take it off. Yeah. You know? we can go I want right to be Loretta here. and I want pierced ears. Yeah. The student, the, the, the uh, administrators and the teachers would have been all about that see so this is where we are and they send five police officers to the dude's house to break down the door and grab him and haul him out what is this is this the soviet union i i I think the the america you and i grew up in okay and most of the people listening uh grew up in it's going by oh it's it's already gone you and i had this conversation off the air during all the breaks it's Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of it's really if you really look at it from that perspective of what we're losing because uh, you have to really pay attention because a lot of it's subtle. Some of it's not. Like well, this no, crap. Face, Some yeah, of it's not face, subtle yeah. at all. Right. <laughs> uh, but I, again, I, I, I just unfortunately think most people aren't that connected to it and just don't care. Right, right, right. Well, CBS Sunday morning yesterday, which sounds a whole lot like PBS these days. Oh, yeah. And they're boring and old yeah. liberals and they talk like this and so. And so they were talking about banning of books and censorship of books, right? And mm. all these Republicans, all these conservative, all these family people across America, they're trying to get rid of Catcher in the Rye and of Mice and Men and the Scarlet. We're oh, out there banning on. all of this stuff. When in reality, any book banning that has gone on has been like the left losing their mind over Tom Sawyer. The left having Disney put all this stuff on their movies saying this is going to trigger you and upset you. The left are actively involved right now and rewriting classic novels that's it i mean this is new stuff this is going on now but cbs yesterday was all the right take oh come on but you know if if, because they support your child in the school library being able to read i can only say sodomy on the air can only be able to you know so and i'm talking about graphic i'm not talking about the word sodomy i'm i'm talking about graphically yeah well Conservatives are so evil, they want graphic sex books pulled out of their yes. elementary sk- uh, school kids' yes. libraries. We're so evil, you man. Know, I saw another video God. over the weekend of a, a, a black preacher uh, who goes to a uh, city council or school board meeting in his wherever he was, and he said, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I, I'm filled with righteous indignation, but I'm going to read this to you. And he starts reading a book that he got from his son's elementary God. school library. Yeah. And it was graphic, man. It Good was Lord. Like, it was like penthouse hustler, whatever you know. Right. It was graphic stuff. And the people at school were like, "Stop! Stop! Quit!" And he's like, "No, it's in my son's library." At you, school. you want our kids to read this? Yes. Yeah, it's in the library. I'm reading it to you. Right. And he's saying the words. Yeah. He's saying Good. the words. And it, ah, no, stop! No, you can't say that in public. Oh, but my kid can read it in class. Huh? Yeah, run that by me again. Yeah. How does that work? Right, right. You know, I mean, it's absurd. Scott Robbins posted over the weekend on, on his Facebook page, and I absolutely agree. The fact that we even have to have this conversation. Correct. The fact that we have to get laws put on the books to prevent this stuff is amazing to me. So the left, as always 
whatever they're doing, they're <laughs> blaming the right for. It, whatever right. they accuse you of, is chances are what they're guilty of. So I don't buy this thing that your words incite violence and your no. words are killing people and your words and your words, right? I don't buy that nonsense. But any time somebody has gone out and either committed murder or attempted murder or assassination in the most recent history, they have been inspired by what's going on on the left. Sure. We have the most recent in a couple of weeks ago in Nashville where somebody from the trans cult went to a Christian school and shot people up because they were upset that, oh, they're passing these 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 bills and laws where we can't mutilate children anymore, right? <laughs> so she goes and does her thing at the school. Same thing is true with the guy who showed up to kill Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Try to kill him. Well, they turn these people into either heroes or victims or both. Right. You know, and then you wonder where the violence comes from. If you're putting out memes with a tranny with an AK-47 in their hand saying, time to fight back. Right. And you're worried about Tucker Carlson? Well, here's, Come on, here's AOC with Jen Psaki yesterday. Ugh. Do you think media organizations or social media platforms should be accountable for the role, for, for being platforms for incitement? I believe that when it comes to broadcast television, like Fox News, these are subject to to federal law, federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And... That is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. Now, Jen sack of crap didn't ask her <laughs> specifics. Well, give me a specific well, example of, if, of him inciting violence. If she were talking to Elon, Elon would go, okay, tell me, give me an example, a specific example. Exactly she, well, right. she's not, because she doesn't have any. She, I watch Tucker every night. Yeah, and there is nothing. Where is this happening? There's nothing. Uh, well, at the same time, you can go through MSNBC, CNN, or any of those over there and find all kinds of stuff. Well, all you got to do is pull Maxine Waters saying, you hunt them down. She said, hunt conservatives down. Well, also, in a sense, when you're the mayor-elect of Chicago and you uh, say of a bunch of young people wilding, basically, in a, occupying entire sections of the city and doing violence, as I'm not going to demonize them, they're just poor kids... You're inciting, you're basically saying it's okay for you to be violent and well, steal stuff. What did we find, what did we have happen all during the summer of 2020? Oh my God. There was all kinds of left wing inciting and violence of, of, they of, loved it. They, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, they they would have loved to have something happen to Derek Chauvin on a street somewhere right. or Kyle Rittenhouse walking down the street and get capped in the head. They would love for that to happen on the left wing media. But she ain't saying nothing about that. The, the warning here is, is that, that's coming. Yeah, they're, not they're only, arresting preachers and right. they're busting into daddy's houses, and it's coming where they're going to come for people we, in the media. We say it all the time, man. They'll shake down Mike Lindell. They'll shake you down in a heartbeat, mm. man. You know, in a heartbeat. And the other thing that's to come is you look at somebody like AOC, or I think we all agree is a freaking idiot. Mm -hmm. They're all going to be her. Mm -hmm. The people who are going to be right. the judges over your life, who are, who are going to be dictating that's right. your life to you, said it a million will be times. People, people of the intellectual depth of AOC. Said it a million times. She is the future of politics in America. Now swallow that one if you can without <laughs> burping. <laughs> swallow that one without burping. <laughs>
Shove that in the garbage disposable and hit spin. <laughs> More wear and rhyme coming up. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. The good guys at Quarter Moon will take care of whatever your problem is when it comes to heat and AC or, or uh, of course, plumbing. Uh, if you uh, really want to get ready for the hot days, and I know it may seem like right now, what are you talking about where it's not going to get hot around it? Yes, it is. You know that you're going to wake up day after tomorrow, and it's going to be June, July, and August. That's the worst time to get out in front of your AC issues. So call Quarter Moon today and have them come out and uh, take a look at your AC system. Now, they'll go through it and clean it all out. They'll clean the grass clippings out of the box. They'll clean the coils off, the drain lines, and all that kind of stuff. If you need Freon, they'll put Freon in. All those things that they do at Quarter Moon to get you ready for the very hot months that are sure to come. If you ever have a plumbing problem, well, they've got experts in plumbing that they can get to your home or your place of business. That's right. They do commercial work, too, at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. That's Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. Oral health is such an ATS. It's time for the days. It's April 24th. All right. They're only so interesting. I'm just going to, you know, prepare you. Sure. It's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. Okay. You like sausages rolled up in pancakes? No, nope, not my thing. You don't man. like sausages wrapped not up in pancakes? My thing, no. I don't either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do like them in tortillas. In tortillas, you sausages bet. wrapped up. My With wife mustard. makes crispy dogs, yeah. or she wraps yeah. up wieners in in tortillas. Yeah, no, I'll, pu- them up. I'll put some sausage in a in a tortilla with some mustard. Right, suck it down. That's good living. Mm-hmm. It's World Day for Animals in Laboratories. <laughs> I love animals in laboratories. I don't like it when they get out. Yeah. But uh, I like them when they're... <laughs> Southwest Research about the monkeys. Trey, it's New Kids on the Block Day. Were you Great. a fan of New Kids on the Block? No. I wasn't. I had to play them. Crickets. I, in the start of my, at the start of my career... That's a hint. The days suck. I, they kind of do. <laughs> I had to play New Kids on the Block 100 years ago and act excited about yeah, it. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Oddly, it's also National Karaoke Week, which oh. is where most New Kids songs get most of their air, Probably. Yeah. Is in your local karaoke bar. You ever done karaoke? Oh, yeah, sure. I loves me some karaoke. Yep. We need to go do some karaoke together, you and I. Okay. I think that would be fun. Mm. That's all I got. That's all I got. I can't uh, sing as well as you. Oh, come on. <laughs> You can sing. You sang at, uh, what was it we were doing uh, in the Jimenez. Lounge? Jimenez. Jimenez. Yeah. You were singing. You can sing. Great. <laughs> I can't sing at all. I can just do karaoke. I can mimic. There's a difference. <laughs> you're not really singing, <laughs> when, you're singing just when you're just imitating somebody. somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, and one more thing. Yes. New MLB rules suck. Yeah. just want to get that off my, my chest. Watched a lot of baseball this week, this weekend. And what, what makes them? I hate them. I hate the new rules. Why is that? What's up? The games are over before you even get to your, you know, your snacks. It's just, it's, it's the games goes so fast. And there's a couple couple of other rules I learned about this weekend that I didn't know about. And they have outfield rules too. So uh-huh. you got a clock on the pitcher, got a clock on the hitter, uh-huh. right? The bases are bigger, dramatically bigger. You That's can right. see, they look like they look like pizza boxes. Mm-hmm. And when the dude when the dudes are in the outfield, it used to be like if you know this guy hits left field or this guy tends to hit right field, mm-hmm. folks would kind of move towards that, uh, you know, part of the field. Now they got to stay exactly where they are. They mm-hmm. can't move mm-hmm. until the ball's in play, mm-hmm. which is kind of arbitrary and stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's still baseball, but man, it's just rushed. It fe- it feels so rushed to me. Mm-hmm. And baseball is not meant to be rushed. Well, so what what happens? Um, when when sports entities start to do this kind of thing, yeah, they will adjust it from year to year until they find what's right. You know, the NFL when they put the the clock in, 
right. the play clock. Same thing. It took them a few seasons of massaging it to get to the, the right number of seconds and how it's to be played. And they still adjust the rules. They have a rules meeting well, every year. They right? need to massage that happy crab back to where it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe they well, just lax it, you know, give them some more time and make well, it a little bit you longer. Know, I, I tell you what, what I don't like about it. Everything is rushed in our day and age. Everything is that you. We talk about the eight second uh, attention yeah, span. That, that's the world. And so what baseball is doing, they're not in, you know, in coming up with new rules to improve the game. No, no, no. They're coming up with new rules to improve people's experience of watching the they, game. They have to get to the eighteen to twenty four year old. I don't that's care they, about know, the eighteen know, to twenty four year old. I know, but that's what they have to get to. And so, in order to attract the eighteen to twenty four year old, it's uh. got to be three seconds to eight seconds long, or they're gone. Dude, the Astros game started at six thirty on Saturday, over and by, by seven thirty, it was two thirds <laughs> over. Yeah, that's right. It was the seventh inning uh-huh. after one hour. Yes, sir. That's no, it. I don't that's like it. Get off my lawn. All right, back in a minute. More where rhyme at KTSA. Every seven minutes, an American. Well, we've been talking a little bit. We don't actually plan themes for the show, but a lot of times they emerge out of whatever we're talking about. They just about. sort of do by they themselves. Just, you know, yeah. Osmosis. Well, osmosis. we're just having a conversation, and the con- we let the conversation yeah. go where it's going to go, man. Yeah. Uh, and today, a lot has to do with the, the crumbling of our, um, of our republic, of, of our <laughs> right. constitutional yeah. republic, because it's, being, it's, it's basically been stolen from us. When you consider uh, Joe Biden and some of the rules that he has put into place by fiat without it going through Congress, right, right. one of them is uh, if you uh, do well and you take care of your credit score, now you have to pay more on your credit to pay for those who sucked at taking, taking care of their credit. Right, and right. they can't afford a home. They can't get a home. So you get to buy down the points on their increased mortgage costs by paying more every month. And uh, one of our listeners wrote to me and said, what, what can I do about this? What can I do? No, really nothing, because he's he, you got to get him out of office. That's what you got to do. That's pretty much it, yeah. Because he's doing this by government fiat. He did the same thing a couple of weeks ago on electric vehicles. So they couldn't sell these things because their average cost for an electric vehicle in America is 70000 even right. with the rebates. Right. Well, the average cost for a gas vehicle is 25000 So everybody's still buying gas vehicles. Well, we got to get rid of that. we got to get rid of gas vehicles. So we're going to put these new rules and regulations on gas vehicles, which will raise the average price to somewhere around 85000 to to 100000 for a gas-powered vehicle. At that point, electric vehicles look pretty promising at 70000 right? <laughs> right? And the same thing is true now with the oil and gas business. Everything that you consume, from your telephone to the food that you eat to the car that you drive, is based on the price of oil. Right, right. We all know that, and 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 in fact, Joe Biden knows that because right before an election, he goes to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and he he lets a, a bunch of of oil out onto the marketplace, right, increasing supply, which brings down the price. So we all know that's the the ultimate thing to do if you want to bring down the price of oil, you increase the supply, right? Sure. More supply, lower price. Basic economics one hundred and one. So uh, he knows that, everybody knows that, but instead of doing that full-time with drill, baby, drill, let's pump all of our natural resources and get after it. No, instead of doing that, they, they can't sell the concept of windmills and uh, solar panels because it's too expensive. It's not cost-effective, right? No, it's not. It's light years away from being that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if ever. Yeah. If ever, right? If ever. 
And so now, and in fact, John Kerry said it yesterday, he said far, far more wind and solar will become far more price competitive than oil and gas if oil and gas companies see their costs rise because they have to spend huge amounts of money for carbon capture and storage and utilization. Basically, the old Obama thing where we've got to naturally raise the price of oil and gas. you know, To, to get make... people off it because they can't afford it. Right. Basically, you're shoving people out. Yeah. Yes. And, and that kind of is the point. So, yes, the Biden administration is going to announce this week, and again, doesn't go through Congress, not a law, that they're going to put a bunch of new rules on oil and gas producers in America to drive the price of oil and gas sky high to where basically it's it's not affordable and everybody's going to turn to windmills and solar right. panels and all that kind of uh, stuff except for energy. not the not the windmills off the coast of martha's vineyard that block uh john's view you know of the, of the horizon <laughs> yeah of the sea line and there. that's another subject all you know, so, hey, well i mean it's all you, you're right you're you're seeing all this happen and there's two things at play i think and you and i've talked about it before that first and foremost this is how you control if you control how people, if, how the markets work, if you can, if you can balance or you know shove certain markets out in favor of others, uh, especially when it comes to energy, how you cook your food, what kind of car you drive, you can control people's lives absolutely. You can control them. Secondly, I mean, you and I've talked about before. A lot of there's there's a lot of backdoor deals, you know, on these green technology companies. I mean, it's uh, you go all the way go all the way back to Solyndra. With the Obama administration, and the only reason they're propping them up is because they're making money somehow. That's it's right. almost a money laundering scheme in and of itself. That's right. So it's money and power. It's mm-hmm. the same old villains, money right. and power. But certainly, if you look at any of this stuff through the lens of even basic economics, you could see what's going on. When you, it's destructive as hell. That's right. When you raise the price of energy in America, the price of everything goes up. Yes, if everything. You're, if you're buying ho-hos at Walmart, guess what? They're going to double overnight. Uh, the cost of your vehicle is just about to skyrocket. The cost of everything that you are associated with and have anything to do with is going to skyrocket with these new rules, not even laws that are pa- That's the point. That's one of the points in a collapsing democracy, constitutional republic. We have no say-so because it doesn't start where it's supposed to start in the House of Representatives. Nope. It starts with the president at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue just signing a stinking piece of paper. Look, and Obama it. knew, because he did it all over the place, that once you establish something, even though you may do it you know, extra-constitutionally... DACA. Once it, DACA, right. Couldn't get it passed as legislation through DACA. the Congress, so he did it through a, an executive action, Dreamer Act, or whatever they called it. And once it's in place, it's very hard to undo. Even the Supreme Court leaves it in place. Yes. They had a chance to get rid of DACA. So the, the forces of evil, if you will, inside the Democrat institu- or Corporation or the swap or whatever, know they have a limited window of opportunity, so they're just passing and doing as much as they possibly can with the time they have because they know once it's in place, it won't go away. So there's, there's a lot at play here, and that is, uh, first of all, the control of our lives. It's also sure. collapsing the middle class where you have the haves and the way down have-nots and no middle class. When you make cars, the average price of a vehicle in America, in just a couple of years, folks, a few short years, the average price is going to go from 25000 to about 80000 right? Right. When you do that, the middle class can't buy a car. 
when you say we're going to raise the price of energy so everybody will go to wind and solar, we're going to raise the price of energy so your ho-hos get more expensive, your beef goes up, everything is more expensive. Now the middle class doesn't exist anymore because they're shoved down and they become dependent on the state. Well, you have to get rid of the middle class to Correct. create a fascist state. Correct. The middle class is actually what keeps most constitutional republics alive. That's right. Because when you when you have a nation that is that is governed by either the extremely wealthy or the extremely poor, bad things happen. The poor revolt into a militaristic state, or the rich, you know, just run everything and they own everybody. The middle class provide balance, which is why you have to get rid of it, and that's what they're about. Because all this stuff destroys mm-hmm. the middle class and creates more poor people, basically. Right. That's exactly. We're all eating out of the same dumpster. That's what's happening, and so. When you consider that and, and what's happening there, tomorrow he's supposed to announce through video, which we'll get into a little bit later on, but yeah. through video that he's running for president again. Robert Robert Kennedy Jr. is, is has nailed it. Uh, he's been talking a lot about this joining, this marrying of government with, with the big corporations. Mm. He's using as an example, and he's right, when the government came over, came over and took over Twitter, to, to to use it as a propaganda device, and they were before Elon bought it. Right, the government was using Twitter. He even said last week in in his interview with Tucker, he was shocked when he bought Twitter, how how much control the Biden administration had right. over Twitter and free speech in, in this country. So Robert Kennedy Jr. is talking about that. So now the according to the Washington Post, this is not according to me. The Washington Post says. That because Robert Kennedy Jr. is a nutcase, you know, he's an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> oh, he's insane. He's one of them. And Marianne Williams is a new age wacko. Right. Right. We're just not going to have debates. Of for, course. We're not going to have debates. Yes. Because yes. it's, it, you know, it's beneath the president. He doesn't have time to debate these wackos. So this year, in, in the upcoming primary season for the Democrats, don't expect debates. Well, yeah, because even somebody as goofy as Marianne Williamson could run circles around him debating anything. Anything. They can't, he can't debate. That's why he's not yeah, going to debate. Right. He that's can't right. do it. That's right. And if you've been watching him over the past few months, and you're going to sit there and tell me that guy could debate anything other than what kind of jello he wants, you know, at nappy time, I, right. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. He's not capable of it. Mm-hmm. And every, the thing is, we're, we're at this place where everybody knows it. Uh-huh. But the morons, again, are choosing not to see it. Well, no, why should he debate with this hippie chick? You know, yeah, they see all these people as interlopers. And I think what's going on with, with Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and Marianne Williamson is they're looking at Biden. I think people who never seriously thought they had a chance are going, eh, why the hell not? Right. No, no, that's the thing. With Robert Kennedy Jr., why not? he jumped in at 14%. Yeah. That scared the you-know-what out of the party sure. heads that this guy jumped in. He started at 14%, yeah. man. He's already got half of the approval of, of, of the current guy right current guy's in his 30s and 40s and here he jumps in at 14 you let him talk some more about how corporate america has joined with the government and their anti-individualism man he'll start to gain some traction they can't have that and they know it they know it so they you know they're shutting that all down and they're not going to have a public discourse where that is concerned (laughs) pathetic but even the wall street journal wrote their, their editorial page over the weekend wrote a piece about how joe is old and obviously in mental decline and they need to find somebody else this is the wall street journal 
because, you know, at some point during the campaign, they're going to look at him, America, and particularly Democrats, and realize he can't do this right. job anymore. He's going to be 86 at the end of the next term, and he's already in severe mental and physical decline. They, they said watching him walk is painful, right? <sighs> And so uh, they need to find somebody else because other other than that, everybody's going to turn to the alternative, which is going to be Trump. Yeah. Because they're not going to turn to Harris. It wasn't. No. no. God, no. They're not going to turn to her. <laughs> There's not enough alcohol in the world to make you want to support her. So I, you know, you're, I think you're right on all this, you know, and, and Trump's still leading the pack. He's doing quite well. He was uh, on Levin over the weekend, and uh, he put out a new book. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Letters to Trump. Yep. And they're all letters from, from when he was president and before from the very people who now hate his stinking guts talking about how wonderful he was. But, you know, whether you love or hate him, I think you're right. And in, in the end game, if it were to come down to Biden or Trump, there's a whole lot of Democrats, I think, that would vote Trump and just not tell anybody. Yeah. Uh, Keep it to themselves, and that's what they, that's what they're scared of. Of course, they, and, they should. Be. And he can't talk with a recorded or with a, with a obviously he's going to do a recorded announcement that he's running. He can't talk for five minutes without screwing it up, and that's why they don't want debates. No, they just don't want. Well, but, it. And I think everybody knows. Of that. Of course, well, yeah, we all know it. But they just the lefties love all this crap he's doing with the environment. Man, they oh, love it, God. love it, love it, love it, yes. love. And it's not him. It's you know, it's Obama and that old crap. Right, right. But they love what's happening. They they love the destruction of civil liberties in our country. Well, along with that comes the destruction of civilization. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> and that's kind of where we are. All right, more coming up. I got to tell you about Noble Gold Investments. Noble Gold Investments. You know, we we talk here about the crazy stuff that's going on, the uncertainties in the world. One of the things you can do as far as your investments to add certainty back into what you're doing is have precious metals and gold. Now, uh, I can't tell you what's going to work for you. I don't know your portfolio, your allocations, your diversification, if you've got all your eggs in one basket or two. I don't know. Uh, you know, only know, you know that. But our friends over at noblegoldinvestments.com will send you a free investor's guide so that you can look at gold and precious metals and look at adding that to your portfolio. And I'm not talking about just a piece of paper that says you own gold. I'm talking about the actual gold in your safe, buried in your backyard or whatever you want to do with it, so that you have a commodity in your hand you can trade if stuff gets really, really weird. Diversification makes a whole lot of sense, and gold is, has always been for 5,000 years and longer a big part of that. Check them out today and get the free investor's guide sent to you. Noblegoldinvestments.com. Use your promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. Mostly cloudy today. Showers possible, 68. Thunderstorms possible tomorrow, 76. And right now it's 53 at KTSA. Good morning. We have cleared a few... 22 with Warren Ryan with KTSA. Early voting is underway right now. It goes through Thursday. Going to take Friday off. and comes back Monday and Tuesday of next week. You know, we've had lots of doom and gloom today for a Monday. Doom and gloomy. Here's a little ray of sunlight in your world, okay? Beautiful. McDonald's has decided to uh, make the burgers a little better, okay? So they've uh, they got a plan. They're going to do four things. To make the hamburgers at McDonald's better, and this is specifically about the bigger burgers, like the Quarter Pounder and the Big Mac, mm-hmm. which is my personal favorite. First tray, better, softer buns. Mm-hmm. Just want to let that hang in the air there for a second. Because, you know, actually, when you get a burger now at McDonald's, the buns are kind of like paper. It's just kind of flat. I haven't had a burger there yeah. forever. We, well, it's it, the quality really has gone, in my opinion. 
Now that not that you ever went to McDonald's for you know, <laughs> yeah, high quality food, <laughs> Ruth's Chris. Right. You know, I mean, you're 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 there for McDonald's food, but it, it really still even so has been kind of kind of lacking. So better, softer buns, okay. And who doesn't want better, softer buns? Mm-hmm. Consistently melted cheese, because sometimes what? you'll get a burger at, at McDonald's. <laughs> I'm front of that through my head, and no, it it's wouldn't true. be melted. You, well, it, you'll get like sometimes I get those little little small hamburgers, yeah. Uh, cheeseburgers, you'll have the cheese, but the cheese ain't melted, Trey. Uh, it's just like a piece of Velveeta no, sitting there. I can't do that. Mocking you. Gotta be melted. So, uh, consistently melted cheese. Now they get all Guy Fieri on you. A better sear on the patties. Ooh. Ooh. You'll leave the patties on the fire a little bit longer. Because mm. remember, they, they, they got away for years from even putting them on a grill. Yeah. And they would just kind of steam them. Yeah. So now, they, they, a few years ago, they said, we're going to start grilling them again. Yeah. And now they say they're going to leave them on the grill just a little bit longer. They need to because they they were they were steaming them and then putting them in a microwave, right? Yeah, yeah. which uh, is just uh, no yeesh. Uh, and of course, they're going to add more Big Mac sauce to the Big Mac. Well, you know, so it'll be a little slippier, slippier, slippery. So it'll be said for drowning Slip. all that in, in sauce. Let's just drown all the <laughs> hey, crap. You guys love the sauce. We're just going to give you more sauce. More. <laughs> I I just noticed, and we I know we talk about this a lot, yeah. But like in general, the quality of that kind of food is just kind of going down, dude. It's horrible. It really it, is. The pandemic just yeah. destroyed a lot. You know the 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 Chick Fil A that I used to buy is not the same. It's, it's a not quite it's, as it's good. Little bitty thin piece of chicken breast, you know, instead of that big beefy meaty chicken breast. And I've just noticed that it's been, you know, fast food in and of itself radically changed right, during right. the uh, the pandemic. And McDonald's is not going to get me away from Frontier. That's not. It's not <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's not has become, it. you know, McDonald's is just like the last straw. It's it's like the last choice we make. I'm just being honest I mean, with you. You're right, 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 right. You know, because right. we we maybe get food from from a place maybe two or three times a week. You yeah. know, if we're tired, if we don't feel like cooking anything or whatever. Right. McDonald's, I've noticed, you know, Whataburger first, Chick-fil-A, or Chick-fil-A first, Whataburger second. Yeah. You know, and eventually, if there's just, we don't feel like doing anything else, it's freaking McDonald's. Right. Because it's just not as good as it used to be. It's just not my thing, you know. It's, uh, I, I, I like, and I guess McDonald's could make it out of gold or something, and it's still not going to attract my, me. Away. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, gyms, I got gyms right up the sure. street. That's my go-to. Frontier is my go-to, you know. When you got that. Frontier Burger, why go to... It's, it's like Taco Bell when you got, you know, some of the finest yeah. Mexican food right. anywhere on planet Earth. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So, but, you know, to, to each his own. Now, I will hit a McDonald's every once in a while. I told Don this the other day when we were talking about this story. I'll hit McDonald's every once in a while to grab like an Egg McMuffin because that's egg still... Muffin. Yeah. Right. It's still in, in one hand you can have breakfast... <laughs> Take it home. Nancy and I eat at the table on a Friday with egg, right. egg muffin. Egg muffin. Egg muffin. But you know, it's it's just kind of interesting how because uh, I the thing is when I was a little kid, we went to McDonald's all the time. My mom yeah. took me to McDonald's. It was a treat. Yeah, it was a treat. Absolutely. And you know, you had back then, and I know I'm sounding like, sounding like an old fart. But the buns were were fresher. Everything sure. was just bigger and mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And then Trey, as soon as they brought in the styrofoam, it all started to go to hell. That's right. <laughs> corp- and something to do with being owned in Chicago. When your yeah. home base is in Chicago, McDonald's and now Whataburger, everything goes to hell. Thing go- things go. <laughs> well, look at Chicago. That's right. Exactly. They can't keep it together for themselves. That's my point. More wear and rhyme coming up. KTSA. 
I don't know anybody that... It was a weird movie, wasn't it? Easy Rider? Yeah, that was weird, man. You know, it really was, yeah. and it wasn't a great movie. It really yeah. wasn't a very good movie. But what a cult classic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love mean, it. If you're a motorcycle dude, you got to watch it. You have to. You, you, have, you have to, but as long as we all accept that Peter Fonda is one of the worst actors ah! that ever <laughs> stood before a camera. Did a movie with him. You did? Race with the Devil. Oh, right, the right. 70s out of Pan Am. Right. Him and Loretta Swit, Warren Oates. Wow. They were all, Warren was a great actor. Well, sure. He was a great actor, but Peter, yeah. But he was a you know he's an icon in the motorcycle world oh, yeah. because of that movie oh sure you know sure. They did wild hogs they had to have him in it but know? like later years he had sort of a resurgence in his career he like uh, in the early double O's and did some arty movies that got mm-hmm. some attention right and I'm watching the, and I remember going he still can't act though <laughs> he's not he, a, he ain't Fonda. no Henry <laughs> yeah right and his sister can't act either I'm not a big fan of hers uh, you know, well, yeah. she's acting like a jerk <laughs> so here's one for, here's a headline for you ready sure okay Americans spent more on legal cannabis <laughs> in 2022 than they did on chocolate or beer odd that Americans spent roughly 30 billion dollars on legal marijuana last year right they only spent 20 billion on chocolate on so, chocolate on chocolate now that you know they combine the two. And that no. was much rejoicing. <laughs> I've right. never heard of such a they thing. They combine the two. So the cannabis purchase eclipsed sales of feel-good products like beer, opioid medications, topical pain relief, and, uh, yes, uh, even chocolate. Uh, let's see here. Though the legal purchase of marijuana is becoming increasingly popular, sales still fell behind the tobacco industry, <laughs> which is at $53 billion for Think about year. that for a second. Yeah. I, thought you, I, I thought you would have thought the numbers were, were reversed. Well, you know, people want to get high. <laughs> rough times. A lot of trouble. They want to get high, you know. They just want to get high and... Uh, escape. Escape, you know, and, and forget about their trouble and pain for a little bit. Look, also, uh, we've proved one thing. Uh, apparently, Trey, when you legalize something, people do more of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they come out of the shadows and they do more right, of it right. where you can see them. According to the report, sales of legal cannabis could reach fifty-seven billion in just God, a few short years. Right, fifty-seven, 57 bill, billion, man. man. So you know, I, I mean, I, I, I fully expect it to be legal across the board at some point. It's got to change the federal designation. I did talk on Friday, though. It was a Friday, Thursday. I guess it was four twenty. That the thing you have to embrace and accept if you want legal weed, though, is in the towns where weed goes legal in the states. There's a lot of bad stuff that sort of comes along with Changes that. Changes the community. It does. Mm-hmm. You have to accept it. It's reality. So you know, uh, I, I just it's it's funny to me how they've been dangling this whole pot thing though in front of Prop A for all these months. But then you look at these numbers, you realize that might work. Oh, oh yeah, oh, it might work oh, with a lot of folks. Sure. No, it's it, it is that and the abortion thing. Right. Definitely, definitely, definitely. For as left wing as, as San Antonio is, and as a Democrat stronghold as San Antonio is, that's very appealing to them. Of course, Prop A will have no effect on it. If no. You can't change it on a local basis. <laughs> it doesn't change it's anything. Changed at the state level. You so silly has, stoners. Yeah, has nothing to do with it. But they don't care. They they really they, they see that, and that's what the I've got the language right here, man. And the whole thing is all about we we are wasting precious resources on this and that and all. You know, it, it's it's a, it's a mess. When in reality, 
All it does is legalize crime. That's what it does. Well, it doesn't legalize much, pot. Yeah. It legalizes legalizes crime. Well, we okay. We you just saw what I've been talking about for months in San Francisco. What did we just mm. see up here in a store? A big was it a Target? It was a Target where yeah. every product you want shampoo for your hair, you want toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Every product is locked up behind plexiglass. You want some chewing gum? It's all locked up. Everything. Yeah. You want root beer? You got to get it by. It's, it's the all. Future. You got to go get somebody with a key to open the thing. It's up. the future. They'll all be. Remember automats? You know where you used to go yeah. in and they'd have all the food and machines, mm-hmm. and yep. you'd, you'd pay your money, and the little door would open. That's right. Okay, all shopping at some point will be like that. Well, they at, have at the to end do of that. this road, at the yeah. end of this road, because they they can't keep the lights on. All right. Right, Bed no, Bath and Beyond's going under. You know they they uh, filed for uh, bankruptcy. For, and, yeah. and now you why now you know why I've been riding the San Antonio Board of Realtors so hard, right? Right, right. Because when these businesses, not if, but when these businesses close and abandon that real estate, that real estate sits there empty. Sure, they board it up sometimes. But vagrants get in there, drug abusers get in there, prostitutes get in there, and the next thing you know, we got a building burning down at McCullough Avenue or where, whatever, you know, because mom and pops, but even big companies, uh, cannot afford to do business in these environments. Walmart announced this morning 20 locations in these types of cities across America are shutting down because even Walmart can't afford to do business in those in yeah. those cities. Walmart! No, we've got an empty CVS in my, uh, in my neighborhood, you know, they closed down. Uh, look, we, we took a drive on the west side uh, the other day. We had some, we had an errand we had to run down there. And you roll through the west side, and what do you see these days? You see a lot of shuttered businesses. You see a lot of empty parking lots and a lot of businesses that are shut down. Get ready. Okay, so it, it, this shows you two things. Okay, first off, a lot of these policies that people think are great, and, oh, we got too many people being incarcerated of this group or whatever, the people who suffer economically the most when this stuff comes into play, are the very people you're claiming to be fighting for, the, the, the poor, the lower-income folks. And then, what's it do? It creeps into every other neighborhood, so that every neighborhood is now filled with uh, empty, shuttered businesses. Well, what, what happens They at can't first, afford to stay in that's business. That's right. It, it drives up your unemployment rate, right? Sure. Because those businesses have to close their doors. Their employees are then fired. Yeah. And they can't find another job because jobs are going away. This is Portland sure. to a T. So jobs are going away. They're leaving left and right. And and why the San Antonio Board of Realtors would not stand up and say, we are totally opposed to Prop A and we want to get the word out to all the realtors that we do business with, which is thousands of them, and because those are the, 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 that's who I'm talking about is the front line. Those are the people mm. that should lead the charge, the standard bearers. And should march into this battle ahead of all of us and say, no, it stops here. Uh, obviously, by their own statement, they're afraid to take a stand. Right. No, that's yeah, basically afraid, what they said. They're uh, afraid of upsetting some people, I guess. And uh, at the behest of that, they'd rather not say anything. But you're right. They should be at the forefront of this. They're going to be, they're, they're the ones who are going to suffer, like the business community in general, the most. So, you Big know. time. It's too late now. <laughs> voting well, <is> today. <laughs> well, starting today, early voting starts today, yeah. and you got a chance. Uh, San Antonio, you got a chance. You you have one chance at the one shot at this, at stopping this. And and believe you me, I know how San Antonio works. No doesn't mean no. So say no now and get ready for the next one because they'll bring it back again. No doesn't well, mean no. Yeah, to these people. you know, you look at the process where a lot of these liberal run cities have you know arrived at where they are right now which is basically chaos it's a breakdown of social order total across the board economically Total. legally crime all that stuff 
and you you look at the process by which they became that it was incrementally like what we're seeing right. seeing here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. All right, so we didn't get this version of this passed. Well, next election cycle we'll have a different version of it that'll sound better to people and it'll get passed. Do you know this is the first time with a proposition in San Antonio that they put everything in one on one ticket. They would have broken out the seven hundred fifty dollars. Oh, they, right. they would have broken out the vandalism. They would have right. broken out the pot. They would have broken out the abortion. And you would have gone through sure. and said, "Okay, I want the pot deal, but I don't want the seven hundred fifty dollars theft deal." Right? You could pick and choose what you wanted. Well, not anymore. They put the pot and the abortion on there to sell that and everything else. Well, yeah. If they really cared about the will of the people or the voice of the people, they would have broken it up. Right. And then the things that the city genuinely voted for, at least yeah. those people that showed up, right. would have survived but no they they the the point of it are the things that more than likely people wouldn't vote for if it were broken up well as an example the last thing mentioned on the ballot is that social justice director which will be in 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 charge of our police department which will single-handedly be the reason that many many hundreds of police officers will leave sapd because of that yeah. social justice director. And that's the last thing they mention in this lengthy diatribe on Prop A. You get down to the end. People aren't going to read that entire thing. People aren't going to read the Probably whole not. thing on the Unfortunately, ballot. Unfortunately, we get back to the theme of a, of a short attention span, and they know that. That's, they know that's that. That's why they that's write why it that they way. That's why they put right, that there right, at the end. All right. right. All right, I'm going to tell you about Amogee Bank. Uh, my friend, David McGee, is the local president of Amogee Bank here, and if you want some smart folks who are working for your family, for the betterment of your financial future and what's going on with your family, I recommend Amogee Bank to you, and I recommend them to you from a position of being a customer. For many, many years, Nancy and I have been customers over at Amogee Bank, and uh, and we're growing that as well. We're we're doing more and more business with them. That's how much I trust them and what they're doing, and I, I believe in them. I have faith and confidence in what Amogee can do for our family and, of course, our family business. If you've thought about a family business, great thing to do. It's challenging, fun, rewarding, exciting, all those things. But you really need a great partner and somebody who understands business and can provide the cash that you need to grow your family business. And your friends over at Amogee Bank, your family bank, are here for you every day, 24-7. That's Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. Did you know that 6 million illegals have crossed the